Mormon Mental Health is a production of Mormon Stories Podcast and the Open Stories Foundation. All donations go directly towards keeping the podcast alive and towards supporting its listeners. To support the podcast, please consider a donation today at mormonmentalhealth.org. And thanks for listening. Jesus Savior, pilot me Over life's tempestuous sea Chart and compass I guess where I'd like to move, you know, as we kind of start finishing up the, the interview is kind of into this realm of I know so much of of why you wanted to be on the two of you is to help others maybe going through a similar process. And so how do we start talking about that? What what kinds of things um, are you guys either doing or trying to do or, you know, thinking about that is helping both of you through this very difficult time in your lives? You you mentioned seeking out professional help. Was this from an LDS therapist or non-LDS? She was an LDS therapist, or she is still, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> and what, She's... was that helpful? Was it like what, because I know there's always like these pros and cons, right, to seeing somebody from your own faith. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? For me, especially, it was important to find someone who was, LDS as well, because I know uh, she or he could understand more about uh, about what we would be going through. Because it wasn't as simple as, as uh, I mean, it's not simple in any way, but it's just very specific when we talk about Mormonism and homosexuality and mixed orientation marriages. And the, the, the dynamics are totally different for a Mormon family. So it was important for me to find that, and and Elmer was was uh, he was fine, uh, and once we met, we both felt good. So so we both continued that. So getting professional help was was one thing. So what what other types of of advice would you throw out there for people? What what has been helpful for the two of you? Uh, like like I mentioned before, on my side, I can say. Being being very open about the way um, we handle um, stress or new things or the, or the way we make decisions. Like for me, giving Elmer his space and his time, I think that was very helpful because maybe if I hadn't um, done that, and I would have, and if I if I had rushed to things. We wouldn't be together now, and uh, what I'm afraid of that is that we would hold so many grudges toward, towards each other, and, and so many uh, feelings come with a divorce. I guess. I mean, I've lived through um, my siblings' divorce, my parents' divorce, so I, that's what I can see, and and I didn't want that in my family, and neither did want Elmer. Did Elmer want that? And so. That's important to give, give give each other space and and not be judgmental of how every person should react to something and and uh, by nature I thought uh, or I saw myself just just looking out for me and that's usually what we do we, we we look out for ourselves and and that's okay because because we need to do that and then 
with the time, when I allowed that to happen, I allowed him this, then he started, oh, looking more into homosexualism and, 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 and those different things and, and faith and, and our Mormon culture. And then we started to, to be more open, more open and more understanding of each other. And, uh, and I think this helped a whole lot. What would you say? Yeah. I... Go yes, ahead, and, um, To me, yes, like Lauren says, that is, that was a really good step that we, we give, we gave. To me, as a new member of the church, I remember my relationship with God before the church and after the church. And uh, personally, I think that, that the church helped me a lot uh, to learn about God. Now I, in, I am in a, in, in a new situation with the church. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue. I'm trying to organize a lot of things in my life. But basically, I was thinking about after the church... How was my relation with God? And then because we have more time to think about our relationship and our lives, including with that, this kind of experience, you have a lot of time to, to refresh your mind and say, okay, why that happens? Or how was my life before the church? Or how, why we get married? As including Lauren, that she she was feeling a really good um, and strong um, like a commandment or uh, from God to get married with me. I think personally, now I I am improving my relation with God. Obviously, it's it's not an easy time, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to say anything about the church, but I think that to me, because everything was new, I was, I was okay trying to follow all the, all the rules in the church. Obviously, that that is important, but but more the system, you know, the trying to read, and then we're gonna have some activities, and we're gonna. Uh, give you a calling and you're going to do this and you're going to do this. And uh, yes, I think that I was in immersed in and a lot of things, but I forgot a little bit about my, my na nature relation with God. That was simply, was really simple, was um, probably think more about God during the day and be talking with him and uh, i think that, that my response my answer from now from god is is something like that he, if we open our hearts and we are able to listen the holy ghost but the real holy ghost we're gonna receive all all the communication or all the message that he wants to give us and 
to me, that is a really important thing to stop everything and and start to found the how is my relation with God, who is my relation with Jesus Christ, and and try to to hear the, the message because uh, I am to be honest I know that I am receiving every day something new from God and, and blessings and that is uh, that is something that uh, is remarkable for me and for my experience one of the yeah so it sounds like you you can definitely um, appreciate and be thankful and grateful for what Mormonism has brought to your relationship with God. And at the same time, there's something made more simplistic about the God you had before Mormonism that you're returning to in the sense of just that being present, being present at all times of that, of that divinity in your life without maybe some of the minutia of everyday practice that we sometimes get boggled into. Is that fair to say? Yes, basically. Okay. And so it's, it also sounds like even though your testimony of, of the divine is very much intact, you may or may not continue with the Mormon church, is, is kind of what I heard you say as well, that that's still something you're exploring. Yes, yes. Uh, it's hard because probably um, to me was, was, it seemed, it's really difficult to stop to think about uh, the church. Um, I was obviously uh, going to the temple also, and it's hard to forget all the com uh, commandments that you do with God. Uh, I mean, when I did it for first time, I I think that I took it seriously and did the covenants. And right now, okay, um, I'm asking or talking with God, trying to figure it out how is going to be that process. And um, yes, uh, and obviously the position of the church about Lauren is is an other topic that is hard for me. And not only with the homosexual community, it's also with uh, some um, special community, I don't know, uh, like in my case, I'm Latino, and I was new in the States, and I felt this... I, Discriminated? Yes, I, I was feeling some discrimination sometimes. Um, and um, if I compare with my experience in the church in, Col in Colombia, it was totally, totally different. Totally, totally different. Oh, obviously, the, the language is a big barrier, but I had the opportunity also to be in a in a, a Spanish branch under the direction of an English branch, and with all my respect, the discrimination it's really hard. It's, uh, especially when you see some communities or Hispanic communities that are poor or pr probably they. They they cannot dress exactly the same like a, some Mormons members and and including the the 
we had the opportunity to li live in Alabama and I was impressed the first day. I was thinking about, okay, that it's going to be a community, African-American community, and it's going to be a nice experience. And we only found uh, one African-American member in the English uh, uh, chapel or community and, wow, <laughs> okay, I don't know what, what's going on here. And I was trying, trying to analyze a little bit and I, I feel something like that. And right now I, I had a little more experience in the States and I think that continues. I think it's not only in that church, in, in the Mormon churches in everywhere. Mm -hmm. But um, if you are in a church, you, the last thing that you want to feel is something like that, some discrimination. And mm. now with the, with Lauren, the, the case that she's living, honestly, I don't want to to be in the church and say, okay, I'm gonna continue. But uh, I know that they don't accept homosexuality, but I'm gonna continue. I feel like uh, no. I'm totally in the side with Lauren and that that is uh, something that she has been fighting all her life and that is real. That is totally real. That is not not something um, like a momentaneously situation and or and you change someday and then you are going to be homosexual now. That is something real, and I don't know why the church don't take that step and help all the homosexual community and and try with love because that is one of the principles that God gave us, and and we are everybody. We supposed to be the same, and probably that is that is other reason that I am in the in this transition. But yes, I stopped, basically I stopped going to the church like uh, eight months ago. Hmm. And um, yeah, I, some days I stay here at home because uh, I try to to do nothing but at least stay at home or be focusing my studies and try uh, Sunday be productive. Uh, obviously, I try to 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 remember God and and follow rules, important rules like a like a be more focused in God and in my family. Yes. Right. Yeah. So difficult time supporting and going to an institution, I guess, or a place where you feel like you're being maybe slightly discriminated against as a Latino or as things of that nature, but definitely seeing your wife being discriminated against and, and her kind of um, identity as, as a, as a lesbian woman. Yes. Okay. So Lorena, what about you? How, how has this whole, um, I guess, transformation affected your relationship with your Mormonism? Cause one of the things that's really standing out to me about both of you is how, comfortable you both are in worship language and in your testimonies of the divine and, um, you know, just how strongly you, you speak of principles such as faith and, um, 
blessings and, you know, there's just so much about both of your language, you know, that's very um, religious, right? And so where do you stand with with all of that? Yes. uh, Well, first of all, I am am not one to judge uh, why the church... Uh, leaders has um, have not come out with a different uh, different uh, um, let's say doctrine on the subject or or, or or rule or or different say or or anything. It it doesn't it doesn't really bother me because I don't know. I think maybe God has His purposes and but but of course they have their 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 agency also but but at the same time what 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 does impact me more is the fact that they don't that they say things like that mormons and gay site it's a it's a great site but honestly when i saw it i disliked it very much i mean it's it's useful in some things but i disliked it because it said oh yeah yeah so you are born this way but but you cannot act on anything, okay? And and that's clear. And I remember Elder Oaks talking about it with, with such a smile, like like you would think he he's sure of the subject, like he, he and Elder Cook, you know, they're both on this page, and and uh, they're just like it is not true. <laughs> there's nothing peaceful about that. There's nothing joyful about that. There's nothing hopeful about that. When I when I see myself and. Like I say, it's not so much accepting I am different because I know I am. I I I have known I have been different from a very early age. But how can you tell me? Oh yes, so we we finally gave in to 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 the spirit that says, oh yeah, they're not born. Uh, they are born this way. They have not chosen this. But they're asking us to shut off everything, not only our sexuality, but our our our. Um, our emotions need to be shut off. Our our uh, um, reasoning needs to be shut off. Like so many things need to be shut off in a way. Even for women, I think it's very different uh, than for men, or or I'm not sure. But I think uh, you even have to turn off your spirituality in a way or your religio- re- religiosity in a way, because for me, it was very harmful to be asked to be a wonderful member of the Relief Society who would always be willing to help. Who, Like, I was doing this because I'm this kind of person who loves to serve one another, but, but I felt like I needed to go the extra mile in the Relief Society because I was this, this person who who needed to help, I needed to own my place in the Relief Society, right? And I wanted that place. And and that's what brought me a lot of uh, problems in my life because I had crashes on many people in the Relief Society. And and so I feel like that site really does a lot of harm to many members who are struggling with this because they're, they're asking you to accept yourself as you are, but to shut it off. You know, you are this way, but shut it off. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, 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 and I see a very, and I've talked with my dad about this. I see a very simplistic uh, viewpoint on this. How are you going to tell me to do this? I mean, that's, that's not even possible for you to tell me to shut all of these off. It's, it's like shut off my whole person. And, and, 
but then serve and do all these things and then just think, you know, Heavenly Father will make things right in, in the future. And, and you know, like, like other members have said, we do not see ourselves broken. We do not see ourselves bent. We do not see ourselves uh, needing other things or needing changes. We are happy the way we are. And, and now that I've accepted myself fully and now that I uh, was able to cut my hair to, to my desired length and to now that I don't feel so much the need to wear makeup and that, I am happy. I like it. I don't want... if heterosexual people think that we'll be happy in the resurrection because we will have all these feelings like for a woman to be more feminine or, or for a guy to be more masculine or things like that. We are happy the way we are. And 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 so that was very difficult for me. But in, in spite of that, I just believe in the goodness of Mormonism. There are so many good things that, that uh, are taught within Mormonism. My faith has changed dramatically in that I don't believe uh, a person needs certain ordinances in order in order to go to heaven, back to Heavenly Father, because it wasn't the case with the with the African Americans, for example, and uh, they couldn't have the ordinances. But I am sure they are in a wonderful, and they will be in a wonderful place right there with God. And I, I think, I think it's the same for other people, even homosexuals and other peoples who are not of our faith. So it is a very difficult struggle for me as far as every Sunday, what, what, what do I do? I want to go to church, but there are times when the rhetoric is just very strong on, on certain things, and I don't want it. I, I, it's been very hurtful for me, and, and I, I'm still trying to decide whether I want that for my children or not. I think, like, with our therapist we were talking, she would mention things like, well, you can always talk things over at home. Like, if they teach certain things at church, you can talk it over at home. And, uh, and it's true. So, so, so I'm there, not knowing yet uh, what to do. And I think it comes, like, Sunday by Sunday, you know, or, or season by season, deciding whether I'm going to take my children there or, or not or... or Maybe if they see their dad, like Pablo, he's three years old, but he already says, no, today I don't want to go to church, you know. And uh, and I don't want to make him go when he sees that he's, his dad doesn't go. And I don't want to say, oh, your dad is a bad person, he doesn't go. No, I want him to just, just, just be okay choosing, you know. And there are some days when he goes and he's super happy and he wants to go to class and, and it's in another language, and but he's happy. And he's happy and he's learning and then he... He doesn't want to go the next Sunday. So I want to sort of leave it up to them. But I I have, I believe, okay, so something that helped me a whole, whole lot was uh, an essay by Eugene England. It's called Obedience, Integrity, and the Paradox of Selfhood. And uh, there are two stories specifically that talk about this. And, and uh, I'll just tell you what story so that people can uh, go to them if they wish to. One is uh, John D. Lee's. And the other one is um, Captain, uh, what's his name? Captain Savage or Elder Savage. And there are two stories that deal with, with the complexity of being obedient to, to what you've been taught, but at the same time uh, having integrity and how it's a huge paradox. And it's not very simple. It's not just to say, oh, well, she just turned away from church because of this. She shouldn't have done that. Or she, uh, yeah, or the other way around. 
she should always stay at church in spite of that. And, you know, maybe if she's not very happy here on earth, she should have the faith that she will be happier uh, in the afterlife or, or things like that. And um, I, I think we all need to, to be aware that that this is a place to be happy also, the earth. Maybe we won't attain a certain amount of happiness, but but we, we should be happy here. And, and I think... Every person has a purpose here, and if they're unable to 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 give their best to or to feel just peace and happiness and, and to be able to to help others, then then maybe there are things that 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 need to be changed. You know, no, I I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed my viewpoint of these. Uh, I wouldn't have a more open uh, viewpoint about religion in general and Mormonism. If it weren't for for being a lesbian, and 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 so I'm very grateful for that. I really am grateful for for this person that I am, and um, and I think it's it's the same for for everyone. They they should live who they are, you know. So I'm not saying, oh, if you're in, in a mixed orientation marriage, you need to get divorced. No, you need to see what's what's best. You need you need to trust. Trust in God. Jo- Joseph Smith said something, uh, and it's recording the ch- history of the church. He said, "God judges men according to the use they make of the light which he li- which he gives them," and that's what I think we should be true to. We should be true to the light that He gives us. We shouldn't be true to 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 um, certain scriptures that are interpreted in so many different ways to certain leaders uh, or certain. Um, manuals that have been written uh, from different leaders in past epochs and even now. I think we should be true to that light which God gives us. Yeah, so um, first of all, I'm going to... So not to belabor a point, or I mean, I guess... I'm going to ask you a question that you're welcome to say it's nobody's business, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things that you were mentioning earlier in this was um, you know how the importance of the the magnitude that we put on on keeping the commandments right and and following these rules and and my understanding of what you've said is that you've mentioned falling in love many many times, right. but you've never mentioned once really being sexual with a woman, you know, like allowing yourself to be in a sexual relationship with another woman. So right. going, so I'm assuming you haven't, and this is where you can say it's none of your business. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, but I guess my point of bringing that up is, is when you were talking about this idea that I think is very difficult for many people to understand whether they're Mormon or not, is that claiming your sexuality is not all about just having sex right or acting sexually you did a very good job i thought of bringing about the emotional ramifications and the spiritual ramifications and just the identity ramifications of one's orientation towards sexuality um so is that is that fair for me to ask that so that we can kind of oh put yeah that's that- fine yeah no i haven't been sexual with any woman yeah, so I guess so. I just want to drive home. Like you, you followed all the commandments. Right. <laughs> you didn't yeah. do anything, you know, quote unquote, wrong according to the Mormon faith. Right. Um, and yet, it, it still had a huge impact on you, um, as you've I think described very well over the last few hours. That 
that this this is a big deal. This isn't just about kissing or having sex with another person. All right. Yeah. I mean, when that like Elmer one one day he asked me, "Hey, Lauren, what what would happen if like you got married to a woman and then and then you didn't like it, like things didn't work?" And I thought there's not a chance. There just isn't a chance. And I told him because of what I have felt before with them and feel now, there's not a chance because when I am with them, what happens is I just, I'm my better self. I want to, to serve them more. I, I'm more lively. I want to help more people. I want to be more patient with my children. I want to be more loving with my, even with, with my husband and, uh, so I changed. Com- I changed completely, and this is not even being sexual, you know. But everything, all the the wanting was there, you know, the longing to to be sexual with a woman, it was there, of course. And and once I came out to myself, uh, mostly, uh, or firstly, then I started thinking, oh, now I can, now I can actually look at woman, which I which I never did before. I I I, I wasn't. Let's see. I I I didn't look at a woman and and lost after her, you know, like oh man, or or because I I prevented myself from it. I I just thought no. So so it didn't happen very often. But but we just started. Uh, usually, what would happen is we started uh, um, becoming emotionally connected to each other. But now that I that I can give myself permission to do that, oh, it's 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 very apparent. I mean, it, there is no no fantasy about it. it it's totally there everything is there now i know my sister just yesterday she was asking me about so what 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 type do you like and i was like wow this is a weird conversation because i never thought she would ask me this and, and 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 we were discussing a little bit about that and and i was totally frank about it and i totally have my my kind of person that i would like and everything just like a heterosexual person you know Okay, so just kind of to wrap up some of the things that both of you have mentioned as far as what has helped you get through this process, which sounds like it's been like wonderful and torturous all at the same time for both of you in many different ways. Right. <laughs> um, so just the, the being open with one another, giving each other space and time to process through things. Um, not acting reactively or, or making rash decisions. Like it sounds like you guys both took some, like slowed things down and took time. Like even this idea that you're still um, going to be staying married for a year to kind of process through all these things and make decisions that are best for your family. That, that takes a lot of, you know, I think wherewithal and, and, and kind of prioritizing your family as a whole, as you're also prioritizing yourselves individually. So that seems right pretty amazing to me. Um, Again, getting professional help or some type of support. It also sounds like this concept of keeping in touch with your spirituality in ways that make sense to you, you know, so like Elmer's point of um, remembering what what the basic is all about, right, which is that connection to something divine, and taking opportunities to embrace complexity, right, so that oftentimes in church, and especially in scriptural stories, we see complexity, we see 
kind of two principles that are good, yet at times they oppose each other, which seems really weird, right? But but right. that happens all the time in scripture. It's kind of what makes things interesting. And so embracing that in one's life in order to really kind of, to your point, Lorena, get, getting to a place of peace. Right. Anything? Yes, because, yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Because it's not, it would be simpler to say, oh, the church is wrong. Uh, I, I, how did I fall for it for so long? And I'm just not going to worship anymore and, and forget about it all, you know, which is valid for many members. And, and I'm not judging that at all. But at the same time, it, it's just not that simple to say they're all wrong or they're all right and I should stick to it. But but like you say, it's just a paradox. It's just not a simple thing at all, at all. And with my dad, the other day we were talking about certain things. I, I sent him an email talking a little bit about some history facts uh, from the church that I had become aware of and were very disturbing to me. And, and I shared some with him. And he was very disturbed by it, of course. And so in, during a family reunion that we had um, over Skype, he said, oh, I don't think it's very helpful when you send things like that, when you're specific about certain person said this in that, that time or this, because it's not helpful to the faith. And, uh, and, and sure, it, maybe it's not helpful to his faith, but what I told him, or, or to my siblings' faith, but what I told him is, you know, that it, it, it's just that I feel you telling me I'm not willing to bear that cross with you. It, it's a very hard cross which you're bearing, and I'm not willing to, to, to bear it with you. You know, the one about church history, the one about the church not being what it portrays to sometime. And uh, and so I told him this, and and of course, then he started thinking a little bit, and, and we all concluded it, it's just not that simple. You know, it's not simple. So keeping keeping that in mind that it's not simple, maybe it eases off uh, that that idea, that thought that that ah maybe they're wrong, maybe they're right. Yeah, I don't know. Am I making sense? No. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's simple in the sense of you know love one another, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's yes. very complex in all the rest of the details <laughs> that, right. that we yes. have. So. <laughs> Okay, well, I um, I guess both to you, Lorena and Elmer, is there anything that I'm not asking that you'd like to talk about or anything else that you feel is important to this conversation that I'm leaving out somehow? Mm. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm just playing with the kids for a moment, so I'll finish my part and then I'll give it to him. <laughs> and I, I've read something else from Joseph Smith where he said the best way to obtain truth and wisdom is not to ask from books, but to go to God in prayer and obtain divine teaching. So um, I'll, I'll just finish with that. I, I, I think he is the ultimate uh, person that we should go to and that we should trust uh, his, his light and his guidance is real. It's been real in my life, and and I know it can be real in in any person's life. And I know that we we can ask him directly, and and he can answer us, you know. And and Joseph Smith said this, and 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 my dad told me the other day. Well, one good thing that that you're doing is that uh, you're seeking the spirit. And he said you're not doing it my way because I would like you to follow all of the commandments. But um, but you are seeking the spirit, 
and that makes me happy. So that's our common ground. Because I told my family, do not speak to me again about religion, because we have had very difficult um, Skype reunions, and, uh, and that's what I told them last. But ultimately, he said that just just seek the spirit, and that's our common ground, and, and that's what I would like to offer to other people. You know, just seek. Seek uh, whatever it is you, you believe in. If it is not a God, then then that, that, that being, that force that you believe on, that, that drives you, that makes you get up every morning and go and serve and just seek that and, and listen to that because, because that is very real. And, and I know that, that, that we, we, we deserve some sort of peace in this life, not, not ultimate peace, lasting peace, but, but we do, do deserve, every, everyone deserves some peace in this life and, and some happiness. So I'll, I'll say that and I'll pass it to Elmer now. Thank you. Thank you, Lorena. I think that that piece about finding common ground with one another is, is very profound and that regardless of where we are in our different journeys, where there's always something we can find common ground on. Right. Yes. Okay. Um, Elmer, are you there? Yes. Yeah, good. You guys are doing a good job of, of um, managing this little <laughs> tribe of yours. <laughs> oh, the kids, they are really well. They are helping us. Yeah, they, sound, sure. they sound delightful. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just ask you the same question I asked Lorena. Is there anything I'm not asking you or any closing thoughts that you would like to put out there that, that you feel are important? That I feel important? Yeah, that you feel is important as far as your closing thoughts. Um, but I don't know what else uh, <laughs> you want to... You feel like you have, you have said your piece? You feel like you've said the things that you wanted to say? Yes, I mean, that, again, that is going to be a process... Like now I'm thinking the day when they are going to leave and my life will continue, obviously. And that is going to be probably the hardest time. But um, I'm pretty sure that God is helping me and I'm, I have faith that from now until the last day that when I will be with them, I will learn more things and I will be um, probably helping more people, more humble in my life. I don't know if I'm going to start a new relationship, uh, but definitely searching more about what is the our mission here in the earth. and. Mm -hmm developing these aspects. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, I don't know. No, that's that's great, Elmer. Thank you so much. And I just want to, you know, both tell you both um, that, you know, my I've been very moved by your story and um, if there's anything in my energy that can go towards the two of you to help you through this journey that I would like to express that for you. And, um, you know, I think you've been through a tough road as many in your situation are. I think there's very difficult decisions and I think you both said it well that some, 
people in these in these types of circumstances end up choosing different ways and I think it's very important for us to respect the different ways that are chosen and um and understand that that you know I think people are trying to do the best they can with with a very difficult situation that most of us have very little understanding about yes and, uh, and empathy and and love and understanding are just so key and important in this process um with with situations like yours yes actually actually in my case i'm trying to talk with myself including people for my job but i don't have sometimes any relational friends but talking about the the getting divorce and giving the a little bit uh trying to explain the the situation and everybody's impressed and and I think that everybody can learn about that kind of situations. The the best way to approach is with love and and uh, trying to stop all our feelings as a humans and trying to be more like God. And, but to me, sometimes um, I have peace in my in my heart in my mind also because I know that there are more people that has more difficult situations, including in my case, probably in my family in Colombia, they, they are also having difficult situations can be in a different way. Not like this, but can be economic or uh, a lot of other kind of situations and uh, around the world. You can have all everything. You can have a lot of money. You can have a lot of good quality of life. But some always is gonna be something in your life that is gonna be hard. And unfortunately, there are more difficult situations. I I always think about lose a I don't know lose my kids. I don't know in in, in any situation or. or or in a different different situation, but basically that situation is it's a um, it's a good time to me to take the best from the experience and and trying to to learn more. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for that. Well, again, thank you, Lorena and Elmer, for for coming on Lorena. on the show and. Um, being able to share so much of your personal story with us. And again, with the, I think with the um, intent of, of helping others in, in your similar situation uh, or even helping others who are not necessarily in that situation, but help others understand those who might be so that we can grow as a community. I would um, encourage any of you listeners uh, to make comments on the, on the Mormon mental health page so that we can, you know, have continued discussions and have um, experiences continue to be shared. I would also ask for uh, if you have it in your in your uh, ability to financially donate to the site so that we can continue to provide important podcasts like these and and grow in ways that we're trying to make the podcast grow that I think are important for our community. And uh, again, thank Natasha. you, Lorena and, and Elmer for being here. Yes. Sorry, can I just say one last thing? Yes, please. So I, want, I wanted to speak a little bit to the 
to the allies or allies to be. Yes. Because I wanted to, to, to say when I came out, um, I came out to myself, then to my, to my husband, and then I came out to my mother. And uh, we, we've had a difficult relationship over time, as, as, as we've discussed. But the first thing she told me is she started crying and she got all emotional and she said, no, I, I know it and, and I've noticed. And, and she just expressed how much she loved me. And uh, with time, you know, she has said some things that oh, maybe I think, why did she say that? Or that are just a little weird. But I have felt her love just sincerely and, and that has meant so much for me. And uh, my dad, too, at the beginning... He was like, oh, no, <laughs> it was it was crazy for him. And but with time, he has been able to be more open, even with church. He, he has like like I mentioned, he wanted to find some common ground. And and some of my siblings, my biggest ally, uh, other than than my friend who who rescued me is is uh, one of my sisters. We talk every day on the phone uh, and, uh, and she just. She's been going through her own journey, but she has let me know how much she loves me. And so to express that love is important. I wish it was unconditional for, uh, from members of the family to give or others. But even, even if it's conditional, it's, it's so important to give it and to, to receive it also. Yes, thank you for that, Lorena. And I think you're speaking to a very important part of of allowing allowing our family and friends also some time to respond well, right? Sometimes the first responses aren't very good. Right. <laughs> but often with time and with encouragement and with understanding and, and seeking out those those relationships can heal and and, and hopefully turn the corner into something, like you said, loving and supportive. And we don't necessarily right. need to agree always on doctrinal issues or church policy or whatever it may right. be to um, engender that sense of, of community and of, of togetherness. Right. So I appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for being on my Thank show, you, you guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you for joining us today on Mormon Mental Health. To discuss this episode, please check us out at mormonmentalhealth.org. To keep the podcast alive, please consider a donation today, again, at mormonmentalhealth.org. Logo was provided by Daniel Singer. Music was generously donated by Lower Lights. Please check them out at thelowerlights.com. And thanks for listening. Short and compass came from thee. Jesus Savior, pilot me. Unknown ways before me roll.
Fear not, I. 